Okay, Amar, we are back, and I want to set up the pre- a premise for this particular podcast. I believe that sellers are being sold a bill of goods, some BS. And there's two types of sellers that are getting fed this BS. Number one, you're a new hire, so you're being recruited into the business. Two, you're being promoted from within. So you're a BDR going to be promoted to an AE. And here's the BS that's being told to you. We have great lead flow. We are going to give you a territory that could be geographic, that could be verticalized, whatever it is, or here's a batch of named accounts. And there is opportunity there. We're going to have a tailwind of opportunity. Now, I always akin this to an analogy. Imagine you're recruiting me and I tell you, or you tell me, by the way, um, oh yeah, we great around here. Use it as a food analogy. Absolutely. We're always eating. And then three months from now, I come into your office. And I'm like, Amar, um, I'm starving. What's going on? You know, I'm only getting leads every day. And you go, that's amazing. You're being fed every day. You go, no, no, no. I thought I was going to be fed three times a day, square meals a day. Yeah. So this giant disconnect between what sales leaders think is great for the AE and what the reality that the AE understands to be true. So maybe actually you and I, before this call, we're talking about a situation with a customer. Talk about the realities of self-sourcing and this complete disconnect where a seller thinks, oh my God, they're going to be handing me leads all day long. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to get leads, not full of leads. Yeah. That, yeah, it's such a, such a great point. Now, this is happening for multiple reasons, obviously. I think one of the reasons is that um, I'm not going to get into the unethical side of things, but there are organizations that are unethically recruiting people because they just need bodies to fill seats. Yeah, just need more calls. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think that's cool, and they should be they should be called out if that's happening. Uh, but I think what's happening is the definition of a lead is actually very different. So if you look at the marketing team who is supplying the SDR and the BDR function with data to reach out or inbound data, that then is converting into a first appointment. And there's also different ways that marketing is generating first appointments, right, Jamie? So first and foremost, the disconnect happens here. It's at the definition level. What marketing is typically throwing over the fence to sales is not a great lead. They're in, we'll call it interest. They're, they're, they're slight interest. So is the organization who's recruiting that seller or promoting that seller saying, we're going to give you lots of leads, but are those leads actually going to result in something positive? That remains to be seen. And the level of salesperson that can take a web inquiry uh, for interest and convert that into a first appointment and then take that into a sales cycle is probably very small, right? So I think that is the starting problem. So what's the solution? The solution is this. And again, for everybody listening, Jamie and I are 100% biased towards sales because we're both salespeople for 20 plus years. So what should be happening is this. The lead flow that should be um, considered lead flow the data that should be considered lead flow, I should say, should be 
things that are likely to convert into a first appointment. Things like new decision makers that have short runways and big budgets to get to. Second, former customers or alumni customers that you can target. These are the types of things or personal references that are walking you in the door. These are the types of leads or signals that should be considered actual leads. And when you cut down to that definition, Jamie, basically what's happening, our data is showing this, the market is showing this through thousands of conversations that Jamie and I are having, that, are you ready for this? Only about 30% of a salesperson's number is sourced from marketing and BDR, SDR function. That means 70% of their revenue number has to be self-sourced, meaning you've not just hired an AE, you've hired that person to be a closer, a lead generator, and a marketer. So when people come, so just side note, that pisses me off royally. When people say, oh, AEs are paid so much money, buck 25 base, buck 25 commission. How can you pay someone a quarter mil? Because you're giving them three darn jobs. That's how you can pay them that much money. Anyways, that was a rant. No, well, and, and so if I were to give, so now let's actually move. Okay, so let's move into what can you do as a sales organization or as an AE? And of course, let's assume, let's pass beyond the recruiting process. Like if you're in the recruiting process, it's time to double click, but show me historical evidence of the percentage of lead flow that's being distributed to other AEs in their territories. And if I'm filling in for somebody else's territory who has left, show me evidence of what that lead flow actually looked like on a consistent basis as a percentage of quarter team. Yeah. One of the things that we created, and you can go to the free resources, is a quota tracker. And the concept of this, and it's basically a waterfall, it takes your sales quota for the year. That's something you can't control. These are things you can align towards. Aspire to hitting my $2 million target. It first converts it into a more measurable number, which are units, number of transactions that you can complete. And of course, you then plug in your average sales price that shows you, let's say you need to do 28 deals this year to hit quota. It starts to reverse engin uh, engineer based on conversion down to a control number. The control numbers are the numbers that the conversations, the actions, the activities that you need to take on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to highly influence that goal. And it has some parameters you can discount such as past opportunities that are a tailwind coming in from last year. So obviously bleed over from 2022 coming in right. from 2023 and or you get to separate and predict what percentage of my quota do I think is going to be delivered inbound from marketing or the channel. Thus the remaining, to Omar's point, the remaining 70% is my responsibility. I think the first thing that every account executive and their AVPs or RVPs of sales need to do is first get over the mindset I control my destiny, no matter how big my quote is, no matter how much they're paying me, whatever my job description says, that million dollars is mine. That million dollar or $2 million quota is mine. And if I'm an intrapreneur, if I'm a, a 
business owner within a business owner. I need to build a business plan using that calculator to figure out, using historical evidence, what do I really think will come as a tailwind? And then thus the rest is mine as a headwind. What of that million dollars, maybe 700,000 I need to source myself, but you should know that up front because then it sets expectations that you as a, as a seller, okay, I can dig in. I can do this 700,000 on my own or you can give up like in month one and go like, okay, this was not what I expected. So beyond that, so I'm kind of giving you the mindset. Now, maybe I'll pass the ball back to you with a few minutes left of Mark. What would you do next? You've discovered yeah, 700,000 is mine. 300 is going to come from marketing. Okay. I got to dig in and find my 700. Okay. So a couple of things, and I'm going to slightly continue off your point, Jamie. The fir- the fir- There's two things actually. The first is what Jamie just described is actually a great thing for sales teams and sales leaders to do today to recruit people. Show them the actual, like transparent. show them and be super transparent and say, hey, here's here's your quota. <clears throat> here's typically going to be the number of deals you need to close and just work backwards and then show them the game plan that you're going to employ to help them around the self-sourcing, which I think then goes to the second point, which is what can someone do? Companies should be investing in showing account-based sellers how to then handle the self-source challenge and close that gap. That's really it. That's the answer. So if you're recruiting today or you're uh, just job applying, these are questions you got to ask. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing to upskill me so I can do self-sourcing better? Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave this with a story. I had a friend who a couple of years ago got hired is to kind of lead Canada. It's an American or European company, comes in, open up an opportunity in Canada, comes in and the wild disconnect between the sales quota and even the total addressable market that they initially wanted to go after, they had said, well, you know, we'll go after these like supersized Fortune 1000 type companies. Well, in Canada, it's like, the banks of the railroads. Like there's basically not only the TAM A wasn't big enough, but B, because it was a large company he was starting with, he assumed there would be a tailwind of lead flow. Turns out no one in Canada had been searching for their solution. So every bank, every railroad, every insurance company was his to source a hundred percent self-sourced for the first two years. It took two years for the company's marketing department in Canada to pick up enough speed to even send over its first lead. Right. And that is a complete disconnect. Now, he held on, like bit his teeth, like I just, and hung on, but that doesn't always happen. Uh, so anyways, I thought the audience would like that story. Absolutely. I think overall, to, to kind of sum up our thoughts here, there's a massive, there's a massive gap that AEs or account-based sellers have to self-source. They must. Number two, companies should be transparent in exposing that fact. Number three, that companies should be telling sellers how to then close that gap through enablement, learning, training, whatever term you want to use. And if these things are done, then the AE has a fighting chance to actually hit their number. But right now, sorry to end on a sour note, 
The reality is crystal clear. Only about 52% of sellers are making their annual quota. And, and I think I literally think that's a liberal number. <laughs> it's a very liberal number for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, team, so as a next step, smash, like, subscribe. The only way that our podcast can get out to the account-based seller and their sales leaders is so the YouTube machine kicks it out to everybody. So please like and subscribe. Help us go viral so we can continue to serve you, the self-sourced AE, self-sourced account manager. We want to help you get more at-bats. That's right. Thanks for your time, everyone. Take care.